It's about moving on and carrying a positive memory with me of them. Like how did his life change me and impact me? And how am I going to carry a part of him that's positive with me and actually keep a piece of him into my personality? Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. All right, we're back, and it has been a minute. It has. And he said, she said, has been off the air for about a month. And I really think it's important for us to not only talk about why, but to also give people the opportunity to give themselves some grace if they need some space. Yeah. So for those of you listening that uh, don't know, we were gone for seven weeks. We just got back yesterday. And it was really a very unexpected uh, reason that we were gone. So first we left because a lot of the rioting that was going on in LA was literally on our street, literally you know, crushing Santa Monica and, and, and the block that we are on here. So we left because uh, we didn't want to, um, you know, be subject to some of the stuff that came along with the rioting. But then when we were gone, what happened was we got a call and my dad, who I am super close to, uh, passed away completely unexpectedly. You know, 72 years old, uh, young, vibrant, just totally unexpectedly. And so we had to drop what we were doing and rush up to Wisconsin to be with my mom and to take care of all the plans and everything that went on. And those two things together turned into seven weeks away from home, completely unexpectedly, where we had to you know, interrupt our life and, and just figure things out. And it turned out to uh, be a really a beautiful blessing of different perspective. Yeah, talk about the ups and downs and how something so painful can also bring beautiful things. But truly, one of the most amazing men has been taken from us way too soon. Uh, Definitely one of your best friends, someone who you were getting even closer to as the years were going by, someone who you uh, would spend four months of every winter with, bike riding. Just about every day we would see them Um, and someone who's given us so much wisdom what are some of the, just just real quick, what were some of the favorite lessons from your dad or just some of the things that he left with you or taught you? I mean, first and foremost, it has to be how positive he was. He was positive when he woke up. He oh my was God. positive when he went the to bed. The most positive. He was positive all the time in between. And this is one of my greatest takeaways is I am by default a very, very positive person. And a lot of that or most of that comes from my dad's example. And it makes everything in your life that much sweeter when you're positive. Mm-hmm. We see it with a positive default instead of a negative default. It makes possibilities show up that much more when you see everything with a positive default instead of a negative default. And I mean, the bottom line is people just want to be around someone who is uh, optimistic and positive and has a can-do attitude way more than they want to be around the negative Nancy. Sorry if your name's Nancy, but the <laughs> negative person who's always going to find what's wrong with the situation. And so I'm really grateful for that gift. What, what did he give you? Oh, you know, I mean, there it's a laundry list. We've we've sat around and talked about so many of the gifts and we haven't even covered half of them over the past month of, you know, his passing. But I can honestly say I've never heard him complain once and he did everything for everyone and lived for he lived for everyone. He 
couldn't wait to do something for us to make sure we were all having good a good time, whether that was when he had bought the boat a while back because he knew we all wanted to get on the water and go wakeboarding and go water skiing or whether he was, you know, remodeling the home because he knew that we wanted a sun deck or somewhere we, we could sit outside or whether he was uh, building a dock or put installing a dock because he knew that he could create these special family moments um, or just when he would be out here in the winter, just constantly asking what he could do, what could he fix? He lived to serve and, and his sentence was always... That's what we do. That's what matter. we do. We're learning doesn't matter what you do. For things like, oh my God, I can't believe you worked on this all day. Just, that's what, that's we, what do. we do. And that's what he meant about family. He was so family centered mm-hmm. that he made the family motto. That's what we do. And now we're all here for each other. And we really live by that. No matter what help the family needs, you know, whoever's strength that is, they jump right in. And it's just this, this attitude of that's what we do. You know, and I think... It- Honestly, just adopt adopting that of that's what we do. Um, even through all of the RVing on the way home when we had so many different things go wrong, I literally just kept thinking like, this is what we do. Like you just problem solve and you move through it. You don't get pissed. You don't get aggravated. Um, you know, you just step up, you show up. And that's what that's what we do means to me as I took it from him is... No matter, even with this podcast, even with working sometimes, even with, you know, having to show up in really challenging things, instead of being like, oh, this is hard. It's kind of like, that's what we do. It's your identity. You just show up. And also it's just, it's a beautiful reminder that the resistance is typically the thing that's harder than actually doing the thing. And I think for him, that's what it always was. He just found joy in just pouring himself into the thing. Yeah, for sure. So. Aside from the lessons from dad, because like you said, there's you know numerous lessons. What did you learn about your seven weeks of instantly hitting the off switch on your life and all of a sudden finding the seven weeks where we didn't think we would ever be able to find that long, where we're not working, where we're not you know doing the daily uh, do that we do all the time. It We found some silver linings in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing, if I'm going back to the beginning, is the realization that the stress in our life is a choice. I'm not saying you don't have problems. I'm not saying that it's not real and there isn't a lot going on in the world, but the choice to continue focusing on it is up to us. Because at any given moment, no matter how stressful your life is, as long as nobody's, you know, physically pulling you out of your house or, you know, beating you down or something like absolutely crazy, if you're just standing still or listening to this podcast and you have the ability to go out into the forest or mother nature or outside or sit on your front lawn or your porch or whatever that is and let go of the thoughts that are holding you hostage, you don't have to be in a state of panic or frenzy at all times and your nervous system doesn't have to be on fight mode at all times. And it's really the thoughts. And I know that this is what both of our podcasts are always about is so much the thoughts that we're thinking. So that was huge to me to observe how my brain was going crazy at first. Like, what am I going to do? I feel too sad to even say anything. I don't even know what to say. Is life going to like, is our job, you know, our business is going to be okay. Are things going to actually happen? Is my business solved? What's going on? And it was like, the second that I started to learn like these thoughts that I'm feeling so stressed out by, I don't have to think them. I could go out on the boat and just be on the lake and realize that they didn't have to come with me. 
Like you can go and do some of the things and enjoy these smaller things. And that's what it really made me realize is when someone is torn away from you, who you were absolutely in love with and changed your life, that there's not a whole lot that feels like matters for a certain period of time. You kind of start questioning everything. And one of the biggest things for me was I questioned my stress level or my ner- like even having my nervous system just always be anxious. And I thought, what am I doing to myself? Like what really matters? What am I making matter that doesn't feel good right now that actually may not matter at all? So that was the biggest, the biggest thing for me. You know, what stood out for me having seven weeks away was when we got back, the house was in even better shape than when we left it. The businesses were in outstanding shape. Everything kept moving forward. Light Pink, your drink company kept moving forward without you and me doing the moving forward of the things mostly. And the biggest takeaway was if you really want to be able to step away from your businesses and your normal life, a lot of being able to do that is going to have to do with who you've set up around you in your life. And this is not new news. You've heard this before, but boy, did we actually get to live this out. Our team that kept the wheels on the bus, right down to my brother and Jackie that picked up the slack when you and I needed slack to be picked up. Susie, our amazing housekeeper and house manager who stayed and lived at this house for seven weeks with her family. And we came back, we're like, oh my God, she cleaned the grout. She did like things that, oh you know, my God. she literally I'm made the house better than when we left. every day. She scrubbed the shower head. It's, um, it, she's absolutely <laughs> amazing. And so if you surround yourself with the right people, they will absolutely lift you up when you need an extended time out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to mean that your business or your life is going to fall apart. It should actually mean that it stays together and keeps moving forward. And so I'm just so grateful that we did assemble the right people in our life that allowed us without notice to hit the off switch and not come back for seven weeks. Yeah, I think my second one is that it doesn't have to be hard and things can actually be happening for you while you are away and recharging. That the step away and the leaving and the perspective shift that you get when you are stepping away in this space is actually not just a good thing It is a requirement and it is not going to feel good. You are, you're going to feel addicted to the doing and to the moving things forward. But I want to share a perspective that I heard the other day. And it is that we are kind of in this space of unknowing and this space of kind of having this void of uncertainty. And it's not that it's new because of what's going on. It's always been there, except we, um, you know, and in this within this space and this void is kind of like what God or the universe is going to already be doing because of the seeds that you've planted, the thoughts you're thinking, the people you're around, the energy that you're holding. So if that's all been positive, certain things are going to happen and come your way no matter how much you fill your schedule. So I just observed that all of the seeds that I had planted were still sprouting despite me not having a completely packed schedule and actually living my life and giving it space. So what would happen is over this period of time where normally I would have been waiting for something or worried about this meeting or worrying something would fall through, I just kept saying, God, I'm throwing this in your hands. This is all in your hands right now because I have no control and I truly can't focus on certain things. So I'm leaving it up to you 
to just take care of this for right now because I know that I've done all the right things, but I'm just going to put this in your hands. And it was absolutely amazing to watch how I was able to go and be with family and live life and connect really deeply and be in nature and things still happened. Now, would those things have happened back home? Totally. Still would have happened back home even if I was just as busy, but I was observing how it doesn't have to be hard. Maybe we don't have to constantly fill our schedules with everything so that we feel productive. Yeah. Boy, am I guilty of that. I mean, I here's my big realization that you don't have to be as busy as you allow yourself or set yourself up to be in order to continue to move the needle forward. And I I mean, I came back like rethinking everything. And I think it's good to rethink everything every at least once a year. For sure. Not once every two years. Rethinking what I want to do and how often I want to do it and in what way I want to do it, where I want to live, how I want to spend my fun time and my free time, what things I want and what things I don't want. Mm -hmm. All of that got radically uh, rethought and is being rethought as we speak right now. And it's good to get those perspective shifts to get Mm -hmm. those calls where you're like, wait, life is really short. How do I really want to spend this life? And where and with whom do I really want to spend this life? Because you can really be stuck in a good life, but what if there's a great version of that life? Mm -hmm. And I know we talk about that a lot. I'd say one more big takeaway was this. For anyone out there that needs to hear it, you can be simultaneously sad and happy at the same time, or Mm -hmm. you can simultaneously have a tragic event or two and still have a happy uh, life or happy days, happy weeks, happy months at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, there's this really weird guilt I felt uh, a few weeks into us being home where we were out wakeboarding every single night at sunset and we were with our loved ones having a blast and we were laughing and telling stories. We were having fun. and We ended up having, we all voted unanimously, the best summer of our life so far mm-hmm. that was brought together by tragedy. He gifted us that. Right? And I had such guilt around, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be sad or I'm supposed to be down or I'm supposed to be mourning or I'm supposed to be doing this or that. When really, I was really just having a really great summer with sad moments, right? <laughs> Lots of sad moments each day, but overall, this is the best summer I can remember. And hey, we're only halfway through, so that's good. So I, I thought that was a really interesting lesson that you can simultaneously be down and out yet still wildly happy. You can simultaneously have a tragic event or tragic events and still be wildly happy. You can simultaneously be sad for moments, but overall expect a happy day, week, and month out of yourself. Yeah. And you know, grief is different for every single person. Just like stress is different for every single person. Um, Grief is really interesting because it's just like sets of waves in the ocean. It's like, all of a sudden it'll just hit you and it will freaking take you down. Like some of us, it would be all different times for all of us. And someone would just burst out crying and the other person would maybe be having like an okay moment and we would all just try to support each other in that way. And I also, just like everything, it's so interesting. And this is not to like bypass grieving whatsoever, but you know, when you are in a grieving period and you lose someone and your life has dramatically changed, it's never going to look the same. Your holidays that you adore and, you know, love and plan for and, you know, these special moments that we we are an extremely close family, it's, it's different. Traditions. It's different. 
And you mourn the loss, not only of the person, but of all of those moments that you were looking forward to of, of the a future, way of a way of life, a way of being, a way of feeling of certainty in your life. And, you know, with grief, it's kind of like, it's what you focus on. There are a lot of things that sometimes we would all go in these different spirals that were, you know, you need to go on them, but you also shouldn't necessarily stay on them for a super long period of time. Otherwise you will never, it's it's hard to come back from them when you are focusing on maybe, you know, thinking of something really negative, thinking of the pain, thinking of their last moments, thinking of, you know, just the really tragic, horrible thoughts that aren't necessarily going to help you get into a place where you actually remember good memories, where you actually can move on um, with your life and keep them with you. So I think it's, you know, grief is strange because we're all doing it in a different way. And I know for me, it's not about like moving on and getting past them. It's about moving on and carrying a positive memory with me of them. Like how did his life change me and impact me? And how am I going to carry a part of him that's positive with me and actually keep a piece of him into my personality? Like I'm actually adopting parts of him into who I am in my personality. And that's how um, you make people live on as you become the part of them uh, and you keep that part of them alive through you. Yeah, and I think that's really maybe to put a bow on this thing, maybe that's the punchline. I think one of the goals of life is to collect people mm-hmm. and collect moments and collect lessons and then live and embody the best parts of those people, the best parts of those moments, the best parts of those lessons so that you can then pass those on to somebody else who needs them. And that's mm-hmm. really the, the giant intertwined um, world that we're supposed to live in. Everybody collecting the best parts from each other and sharing them with the next person who's looking for those best parts to be influenced mm. into their life. And if we all just do that, then I think everyone's going to turn out pretty damn good. Oh my God. I love that. That's so beautiful. All right, you guys. Well, if you love this episode, what we would love is if you would just tag us and let us know what your takeaway was. Because I really feel like we are going to be able to pass on um, parts of your dad, William Harder, to everybody who's been listening. And maybe you will... Um, take a piece of his personality into your life and send it out to other people. And I know that no matter what, anyone who got to meet or be around your dad was changed forever. They called him a hero. Um, So much fun, brilliant, amazing, beautiful man. So you guys, until next time, earn your happy and just follow Chris Harder. (laughs) I I love it. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.